0: This is Garrison Harney with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Friday, January 13th, 2023. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it through another week, and let's go ahead and finish the week strong by starting with a little on this day in history let's go all the way back to the year 532 january 13th 532 Nica riots began in constantinople a revolt against the byzantine emperor justinian I that leaves half the city burned and thousands dead the riots were prompted by the death of george floyd Oh, I'm sorry. uh, By the failed execution of chariot racing supporters. There we go. And only stopped after Empress Theodora refused to flee, forcing her husband to act decisively. 1908. Henry Farman becomes the first person to fly an observed circuit of more than one kilometer, winning the Grand Prix d'Aviation. There we go. Aviation. D'Aviation. 1930. Mickey Mouse comic strip it's, makes its first appearance. Again, that is 1930, January 13, 1930. And then January 13, 1943, Adolf Hitler declares total war against the Allies. January 13, 1976, Sarah Caldwell is the first woman to conduct at New York City Metropolitan Opera House, and she led the orchestra in a performance of La Traviata. Year 2000, Microsoft chairman Bill Gates steps aside as chief executive and promotes company president Steve Ballmer to the position. How about some famous birthdays, though? If you have a birthday on January 13th, first of all, happy birthday. But second of all, here's who you share it with. Julia Louise dreyfus Patrick Dempsey, Orlando Bloom, and Liam Hemsworth, or Discount Hemsworth. All of them share a birthday on January 13th. Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time to sign up for a club membership at fightlaughfeast.com. You've heard it all before, new year, that means new you. Well, that's true for our club portal. This year, Cross Politic will be dropping exclusive content into our club portal that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Some of this content will include a Bible study series with Pastor Toby, special with New St. Andrews President Ben Merkel, our backstage content, and probably stuff that Gabe hasn't told myself Toby, or Knox about. So again, head on over to fightlaughfeast.com to get signed up today. That's fightlaughfeast.com. Biden, President Biden, spars over classified documents in garage with Fox News' Peter Doocy. President Biden sparred with Fox News White House correspondent Peter Doocy on Thursday following Relevations' revelations, rather, that a second batch of classified documents had been discovered at one of Biden's homes in Delaware. The White House Counsel's Office announced the discovery on Thursday, saying it had initiated a search of Biden's homes in Rehoboth Beach in Wilmington after news of the first stash broke this week and found documents in the Wilmington Homes garage.
1: We just have to remember who in God's name we are. You've heard me say it many times. This is the United States of America. There's nothing... Nothing beyond our capacity if we work together. So God bless you all, and may God protect our troops.
0: Mr. President, Mr. President, thank you, Mr. President, Mr. President. Classified, classified material. Next to your Corvette, what were
1: you thinking? Let me. Uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people. And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. But anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. Um, But as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings in storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my 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 personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden and this was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center, the Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately uh, uh, notified. And uh, the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see, we're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident.
0: Thank you very much. White House lawyers say they immediately contacted the DOJ when they discovered the documents this week. There have been no indications of what the documents contain or whether Biden or anyone else read them after he left office as vice president. The Wilmington documents are the second stash of Obama-era classified documents to be uncovered. The first collection was found at the Washington office at the Penn-Biden Center, a Biden-aligned think tank. Moving on, more Americans identify as Republicans than Democrats. For the first time in decades, more people identify as Republicans than Democrats, a striking change that bolsters polls showing that the United States is a moderate conservative nation. In the latest massive Gallup survey of 10,000 adults, 45% identified as Republicans and 44% as Democrats. It's a tiny edge for sure, but it's the first time the GOP has had the lead since former President George H.W. Bush launched the Gulf War in 1991. Gallup said a virtual tie in party identification and leaning represents one of the better outcomes for the Republican Party over the past three decades. However, when the choice of independence is thrown in, more U.S. adults picked that label. Since 2009, independent identification has grown and reached levels not seen before. Now political independence, 41%, greatly outnumber Republican and Democrat, both at 28% identifiers, said Gallup on Thursday. In a related survey, the polling giant also said that America politically is a moderate conservative nation. When asked to describe their political views, 47% percent of adults said moderate 30 percent said conservative 21 percent said liberal and the rest identified as dead and we all know that the dead vote democrat so take that as you will that survey also revealed that the democrats are more liberal than ever after hovering near 50 percent in recent years the percentage of democrats who identify as politically liberal rose four percentage points in 2022 to 54 percent a new high for this group this according to gallup And let's take a look at five states that lost the most population in 2022. Another year is in the books, which means it's another year of data to analyze, too. And the Tax Foundation just published an interest, interesting analysis shedding light on which states gained the most population in 2022 and which ones saw residents leave in droves. The analysis examined the time period between July 2021 and July 2022 and found overall U.S. population growth was at 0.4%. that is, but some states' populations shrank while others grew. As it turns out, the state that gained the most population was Florida, which saw a 1.9% population growth. Other states that gained 1% population include Idaho, South Carolina, Texas, South Dakota, Montana, Delaware, Arizona, North Carolina, Utah, Tennessee, Georgia, and nevada meanwhile the five states that lost the most population were and i guess i'm guessing not a lot of you'll be surprised here new york illinois louisiana west virginia and hawaii i was kind of surprised to see louisiana in there but maybe maybe you guys who live down there would know why noticing any trends yet Generally speaking, the states losing population are blue states and high taxes and heavily restricted economies. On the other hand, the booming states like Florida, South Carolina, and Texas, they're red states with lower tax burdens and less regulated economies. That's just speculation, but it's born out of, but it's born out in the data. People move for many reasons, the TAC Foundation explains. Sometimes taxes are expressly part of the calculation. Often they play an indirect role by contributing to a broadly favorable economic environment, and other times, of course, they don't factor in at all. The census data and these industry studies cannot tell us exactly why each person moved, but there is no denying a very strong correlation between low-tax, low-cost states, and population growth. It is really becoming so glaring that even New York Governor Kathy Hochul recently admitted their state needs to address its population drain. This after months of telling Republicans to get out. As Twitter user Jim Stinson tweeted, if you tell people leave, they will. If you overregulate them and overtax them, they're going to leave faster. Now let's head to California, and more specifically, the University of Southern California. USC's School of Social Work bans the word field because it's racist, apparently. Have you ever aspired to be the best in your field? Did you ever refer to doing a job outside of the office as fieldwork? work? Well, it, by the way, this isn't an ad for Red Bull, and I know it sounds like it, but if you answered yes to any of those questions, then you may unwittingly be maybe promoting racism and bigotry. This according to the University of Southern California's School of Social Work. It seems wokeness knows no bounds, which is entirely the point of those who promote it. They have no limit in their zeal to assert power and are willing to coerce you into following along with their plan. On January 9th, the USC Suzanne Dwarak Peck School of Social Work, what a title, sent an email to faculty and staff and students notifying them that the department has new speech code guidelines in order to ensure inclusive language and practice. Specifically, we have decided to remove the term field from our curriculum and practice and replace it with practicum, the letter explained. So, what is so egregious about the word field Well, according to the Brainiacs out on the West Coast, it is offensive to black and immigrants everywhere. Quote, languages can be powerful and phrases such as going into the field or "field work" may have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign, according to the letter. If a word isn't benign, that would mean it's malignant, per the letter sent around. The word field is so malevolent that merely using it promotes white supremacy, anti-immigrant, and anti-blackness ideologies. So the school is beginning to put words into action by banning the term altogether. In doing so, of course, they are unwittingly revealing their own racism by implying that only black people and immigrants work in fields. It doesn't need to be said, but of course, every civilization on Earth has had fields in one form or another and somebody who worked there, believe it or not. Let's head from California to Italy. Let's go overseas. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Milani pulls a DeSantis, sends migrants to left-run cities. The government of Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney is facing a fierce backlash from her left-wing detractors after directing NGO ships carrying illegal immigrants to ports and cities governed by pro-migration mayors, a move immediately compared to a policy ordered by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Part of a recently recent security decree, authorities are now directing vessels that pick up migrants in the Mediterranean to ports located further away from the search and rescue area, frequently opting for cities governed by leftist mayors. The decree has been met with opposition from the left-leaning Democratic Party and the mayors of the affected cities, both of whom argue the measures are excessive and go against the supposed advantages of mass illegal migration. However, these concerns were rubbished by Juan Faro, the undersecretary of Italy's Interior Ministry, who said the left protests because NGO ships are finally disembarking in other regions of central Italy and no longer only in the south. Evidently, on the left, they would like to transform Calabria and Sicily into the refugee camp of Europe, and completely a completely unacceptable prospect. There we go. Faro stated that the asylum centers in southern Italy have faced persistent strain for years and that the government's action to alleviate that pressure amount to a necessary response. She also dismissed the criticisms from NGOs who operate the migrant transport ships, pointing out that it is not unusual for these ships to keep refugees at sea for extended periods while waiting to pick up more migrants, adding that these ships have a tendency to take migrants to European ports instead of closer ports located in North Africa. Quote, perhaps the left suffers from a sort of NIMBY, not in my backyard syndrome, preaching welcome as long as it's away from their backyard, Farrow continued. However, NGOs who help facilitate Facilitate these routes of illegal migration complained in a joint statement that the policy is hindering their efforts to save stranded migrants. Quote, among other rules, the Italian government requires civilian rescue ships to head to Italy after each rescue immediately, the statement reads. This delays further life-saving operations as ships usually carry out multiple rescues over the course of several days, end quote. The policy of the Maloney conservative government, which came to power in last October's general election, immediately drew comparisons to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who last year sent illegal migrants to the wealthy, heavily liberal island enclave of Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. The move sparked outrage from wealthy residents, with local authorities opting to activate the National Guard in order to have individuals removed quickly. Well, good for you, Maloney. Good for you. Hey, the mission of Armored Republic is to honor Christ by equipping free men with the tools of liberty necessary to preserve God-given rights. And if you live in a liberal city, then you might want to invest. In the Armored Republic, there is no king but Christ. They are free craftsmen. Body armor is a tool of liberty. They create tools of liberty. Free men must remain ever vigilant against tyranny wherever it appears. God has given us the tools of liberty needed to defend the rights he bestowed to us. An armored republic is honored to offer you those tools. Visit them at AR500Armor.com. That's AR500Armor.com. That's gonna do it for this Cross Politic Daily News Brief, ladies and gentlemen. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or a magazine subscription, you know what to do. Head over to FightLaughfeast.com. And as always, if you wanna send me a news story, if you wanna ask about our future conferences, like I don't know, this year at the Ark Encounter, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, email me at garrison at fight, laugh, Across Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day and Lord bless. Have a great weekend.